sky now. This is an astrology podcast showing us we take a look at the planetary placements and events for the coming week. I'm Duncan, and I'm coming to you from my studio, Tarot de Soleil, here in Myland, Montreal, a place where I do astrology and tarot sessions for people live in person and via Zoom for folks out there in the greater world. How are you guys doing? There's a lot of interesting stuff going on in the Zodiac. And of course, while there can be similar themes, current astrology affects each of us differently as each of us have our, uh, you know, each one of us have our own astro blueprint or natal chart. Personal natal charts are representations of the energy of a moment in time, the time of our birth, the point when our life out in the world begins. The energy of our birth chart is inside of us and the current planetary energies interact with that energy. That is why astrological energies affect you one way on a given day and your friend another way on the same day. The moon is a great influencer. It is, after all, the closest celestial object to us. And whether the moon is in harmony or discord with your overall elemental makeup and your sun sign will be a strong indicator as to how each two and a half day lunar transit period is going to feel for you. Um, Saturn's retrograding in Aquarius now. And as the old yogiism goes, it's deja vu all over again. Where is Saturn taking you these days? What is it taking you back into? For me, um, Saturn's retrograding over my son, essentially. And, uh, you know, uh, for me, it's my relationship with my father um, that I'm reflecting on a fair bit uh, during this retrograde. And, uh, you know, of course, Saturn has long been associated with the father. You know, and it's more specifically, it's how my father impacted my feelings about myself while he was still in my life. Now, I can honestly say I never truly knew my father. I know a basic biological or biographical (laughs) sketch, uh, most of which came from my great aunt, uh, who served as the paternal grandmother figure in my life and as the mother figure in my father's life after her older sister, his mother died in her late 40s of cancer. You know, certainly that affected my father. Um, that loss. My, uh, his father was a doctor, very focused on his profession. Um, and, you know, I met him a couple of times as a little kid. He, he died, you know, at age of 64. I met him a couple of times. We lived in different cities. He was friendly enough, but he wasn't really interested in connecting. Um, you know, and as far as my father, well, he was fairly nar- narcissistic and uh, concerned about how things reflected on him at all times kind of way. Um, you know, he makes some right moves, but I think he was a more, you know, I'd have to characterize him as a more, more a, you know, a somewhat disinterested critic than a parent. Um, I can't say that... Uh, you know, I ever felt as though I was measuring up in his eyes. Now, he was an alcoholic. Um, he eventually bottomed out about five years after he was caught having an affair with a woman who worked at the office, uh, the same office as him, who was in her 20s, and you know, that, and, and that marriage ended. Uh, he moved to BC um, and uh, got sober and eventually had two more wives, I believe. He was never supportive of me or really in my life after the marriage ended, even in his life in recovery. Um, As his focus was always on his own feelings and needs, uh, he was not able to make the necessary effort to maintain a relationship or to be a father as an adult to an adult. Um, Now, I was okay with that. 
I was never super connected with him when my family is still together. So was still together. So, you know, that I was kind of okay. I mean, you know, kind of stiffed my mother for child support and that, uh, and the alimony and that created, you know, after drama and, uh, you know, I've got to a point where it's like, that's enough, you know, but, um, so I made peace with a lot of stuff, but you know, um, where I've been really, the most important work is, you know, how he affected my self-worth and self-esteem. He never offered much guidance, uh, but he was certainly good at letting me know that, you know, whatever was un undertaken and, uh, and was actualized was, you know, simply no good, not, you know, not good enough. Uh, you know, uh, he was a very effective, effective critic, as I said, you know, uh, I have lots of stories that chronicle my experience with my father. This one sums it up pretty well, though. You know, at the end of grade eight uh, in middle school, we were sent home with a form, you know, fill out and get things sorted out for high school the next year. And, you know, there are some course, cho uh, course choices to be made um, for grade nine. Uh, yes, there were core programs. There was, you know, sort of a direction you were steering. I was, you know, steering towards you know, arts, academics, certainly not, you know, I wasn't going for the shop section or the, um, you know, or, and I was taking, you know, the math I had to and the science I had to, but no more. And then we were offered an elective. Now I chose drama class as my elective. That was, you know, um, and uh, when he came home from work, he saw that and nope, and changed it to Latin. Yep. Grade nine Latin. Now, I had never shown any proficiency for languages in my life or really any interest in them. However, my father wanted to be seen as the kind of guy whose kid took Latin in school. My homeroom teacher was incredulous when he saw the selection. You know, he was like, Latin, Duncan? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I felt like an idiot and just stammered out something. Well, it was my father's idea. And then I kind of, you know, just left the classroom and went on about to, to my next class. It was awkward. Uh, needless to say, Latin class did not go well. I was a daydreamer in school and a, certainly a big daydreamer in Latin class. Now, of course, grade nine in its entirety was interrupted in the last week of February when I was in the wrong place at the wrong time and, you know, got blown up. So I never got a final Latin grade. Uh, you know, instead spent a year in the hospital getting put back together again. Now, here's the other side. My father was also a guy who snuck my dog into my hospital room in a box with a buddy of his one night. So, there was that too. In the end, a complicated person. I was able to move past, uh, you know, resentments years ago. Um, but, you know, detaching further from any need for val validation by others took a while longer. Accepting that my father was not capable of encouragement and positive support and affirmation has been key in liberating me from the past. I affirm myself now. I do it through who I am and what I do. And through the knowledge that what I do is right for me and, uh, and that it pleases me and through the knowledge that I am good at it. I hope each of you finds your way to a life that affirms you. Thoughts and energies uh, out to the universe today for the innocent people of Ukraine be, being brutalized and terrorist by Putin's imperialist armies, as well as those, uh, you know, for those uh, in other places in the world. Also, 
suffering and struggling to live in wartime conditions, to survive in their homeland due to attack or invasion by hostile native countries, uh, civil war or terrorist insurgency. And you know, there, are, there are countries in South America, the Middle East, Southeast Asia, and across, you know, the continent of Africa where people are struggling there as well. Thoughts and energies for young girls and women at risk and suffering because they were denied uh, abortion health care rights uh, by the religious fanatics appointed to the Supreme Court of the United States um, going against the, you know, what, what the majority of the population wants. But um, yeah, so that's a situation. Of course, the appointer had his house raided by the FBI yesterday. Can't say I'm sad about that. Um, Trump's gotten away with a lot of stuff over the course of his life. He's crafty more than intelligent, though. Um, hopefully, this is the point where he begins to be held accountable for his many crimes and his many transgressions. Uh, and also, you know, Alex Jones, that conspiracy uh, jerk, uh Got uh, you know got called out on this Sandy Hook uh, uh, lies and um, he's been penalized. So there are two figures of the you know far right reaches of uh, uh, culture that um, have created a lot of problems over the years. And it's good to see both these figures now um, getting uh, hopefully um, what they deserve um, in the way of consequences. Um. Thoughts and energies for, you know, uh, people who've, and families uh, who have been victims of um, gun violence uh, in the States. And we had that here in Montreal last week. Uh, three people minding their own business, uh, shot in the head. You know, somebody with mental health issues and big anger issues who probably should not have been discharged from the hospital. And they got a hold of a gun and just decided to go on a shooting spree. Uh, thoughts and energies finally to our beautiful home uh, the planet earth uh, that she may receive the help and the new clean technologies and uh, necessary worldwide birth rates and changes in policy across the land to get her in a healthy state now let's set the table for the week with the upcoming planetary activity uh, for monday august 8th to sunday august 14th weekly moon cycle this is important information for uh, all of us. It, uh, the moon imply, uh, provides uh, an emotion and experience template for us every 28 days. The moon is in its waxing phase this week until Thursday. This phase is good for attracting, nurturing, and developing energy work and spells. After the full moon in Aquarius Thursday, the moon begins to wane. Um, the moon is going to transit from Sagittarius to Capricorn to Aquarius to Pisces to Aries this week. Look at your natal chart and see where those four signs are. See what planets you have in those signs. How the lunar transit cycle affects your chart can give you a good indication as to which areas of life will be highlighted for better or for worse for you over the coming seven days. Let's look at the what the inner planets are doing now. Uh, so the sun starts the week at 14 degrees of Leo and will finish up at 22 degrees of Leo. Mercury is at 5 degrees Virgo and will travel to 16 degrees of Virgo. So a lot of fast Mercury energy this week. Venus is 24 degrees Cancer and it will shift signs and move to 4 degrees Leo. Mars is 22 degrees Taurus and will move to 26 degrees Taurus. Now again, back to your natal chart and see where Taurus, Cancer, Leo, and Virgo are. Via the house rulerships of those signs, uh, um... Uh, you'll be able to see how those planets affect you. Now for the constant energy of the zodiac. 
Well, Jupiter is, has us considering the bigger questions in life, reflecting on uh, our journey um, at uh, eight degrees of Aries retrograde. Um, Saturn is bringing the past into the present at 22 degrees Aquarius retrograde. Uranus is stirring the pot at 18 degrees Taurus. Uh, Neptune is deepening consciousness at 25 degrees Pisces retrograde. Um, Pluto is revealing shadow truth at 26 degrees Capricorn retrograde. Chiron the healer is facilitating fresh healing in old wounds at 16 degrees Aries retrograde. Black Moon Lilith is opening magical channels and enabling empowerment at 12 degrees Cancer. The North Node is 18 degrees Taurus and the South Node is 18 degrees Scorpio. So the karmic access runes low to high from Scorpio to Taurus at that degree point. Look at your natal chart and see where those points of Taurus and Scorpio are. Things are brewing there. Now let's put it all together and see how the week looks. Monday, August 8th at 2.39 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the moon moves into the cardinal earth sign of Capricorn. This is a much more grounded and accomplishment-oriented lunar energy than what we experienced over the weekend as the moon transited Sagittarius. Practical productivity is what will feel best for the duration of the lunar transit. Focus should come more easily for most now. The first two days of the week are perfect for working toward getting ourselves, our space, and our life in better order. The Sun in Leo forms an exact trine with Chiron in Aries Monday, creating one of the great healing windows of 2022. As Chiron is retrograding now, we are afforded a wonderful opportunity to reconcile past issues over the past couple of days, to understand things in a new way, and to make some peace with them on some level. Venus in Cancer opposes Pluto and Capricorn Monday, putting stress on relationships, certainly exasperating any, uh, exacerbating any other, you know, any existing strain. Power dynamics may get complicated under these energies. Secrets may come out into the open. Rivals or enemies who were previously obscured may show their face. At, at the very least, someone is going to reveal something they have done or something about themselves to you that will come as a shock. While these Venus-Pluto energies may result in discomfort or discord, ultimately they are aligned with the overall energy tone of the early week, which is geared toward creating better order, balance, and well-being in our lives. The moon will continue to transit through Capricorn Tuesday, um, and the energies of the uh, Venus-Pluto opposition will remain strong until Wednesday. Those who are able to proceed with calm, steady determination are likely to make the most of the energies Monday, Tuesday, and early Wednesday. Wednesday, August 10th, the moon transits into Aquarius at 2.45 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Lunar air energies feed the sun in Leo, inspiring thought and creation. The sun is an exact square with uh, the north node and Uranus and the south node, so fixed second-to-can sun people should take special care around risks and actions. They should also pay special attention to what is going on around them. For all, in general, probably not a good day to try to get away with anything or to do something uh, suspect or shady. In fact, those who have been getting away with something may find themselves dealing with consequences Wednesday. Thursday, um, a bit of the same, and we've also got the full moon in Aquarius at 9.35 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And uh, with that full moon in Aquarius, anything goes. It's, you know, it's Aquarius full moon is the fly your freak flag full moon for sure. You know, and aside from the flakier side of folks or the more, uh, out, um, well, yeah, out there side uh, coming out to play. In the longer term, this full moon facilitates the manifestation of a more authentic self through its connection with Saturn, which, you know, again, is currently retrograding through the can three of Aquarius. 
Venus enters Leo Thursday. Attractions get hotter and relationships intensify. There is a grandiosity uh, to Venus uh, in Leo that is expressed in how... Um, in how we love and in how we express that love. You know, certainly the performers among us can get even more uh, performative or outgoing during this transit. Um, a lot of people letting their inner Beyonce shine um, in the next couple of weeks. Overall, these energies align nicely with those of the sun for the rest of its journey through Leo. Um, you know, folks, live your passion and, you know, really get out and enjoy uh, the last couple of weeks of summer. Um, Mars and Taurus sextiles Neptune and Pisces and the physical world aligns with the spiritual one that can bring inspiration for new paths in life and so that's energy that also is you know strong uh, Friday as well um, and into Saturday Friday August 12th at 2.45 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time the moon shifts into the water element sign of Pisces taking us into the realm of dreams and fantasies be sure to keep it real, though, when dealing with real-world matters. Um, and don't sign any deals. <laughs> Basically, give yourself a cooling-off point. Um, Saturday, August 13th is a day of gentle pleasures as the moon continues to transit Pisces. Pay, you know, pay special attention to your dreams on the weekend. Um, when the moon is in Pisces... Um, we're a little closely aligned with what's beyond and uh, dreams can have, you know, X can be um, particularly significant. Sunday, August 14th at 4.43 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the moon transits into the assertive cardinal fire sign of Aries, spicing up the emotional landscape considerably. The sun in Leo uh, opposes Saturn in Aquarius Sunday, and that's an aspect that can bring us into conflict and, uh, you know, head-to-head um, -head with authority. Uh, certainly, remember to keep your ego in check. Mars in, tri in Taurus is going to trine um, Pluto in Capricorn, and that's an empowering aspect that carries into Monday that can help put us, uh, you know, help us put what we've been developing into action. So there's some good energies, but that opposition, you know, can also have us getting in our own way or self-sabotaging. Uh, final notes, you know, um, for daily aspect reports, follow me on Instagram at Duncan Dillamontang. You'll find one uh, posted most days in the story section. I was also post astrology reports on the blog on my website. You can find a link for all that stuff in the bio on my Instagram. Um, that's it for this week. I want to thank you all for listening. I wish you well. I'll be back next week with another episode of The Sky Now. Until then, be good to others and be good to yourself. Mm -hmm.